When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now. What's going on, guys? Lots going on, actually. Um, okay, we'll start with this. Environment Canada, usually fairly level-headed. They don't engage in a lot of hyperbole or anything like that. They usually just tell you what they think the weather is going to do. Today, they're using words, though, that I don't usually see Environment Canada use. They're saying uh, storms are going to form over eastern Michigan or Lake Huron in the afternoon and then track east towards southern Ontario. Damaging wind gusts will be the main threat. Large hail and a few tornadoes are possible. They say a significant tornado cannot be ruled out. You said that so casually, like a few tornadoes are possible. Like around here, I mean... Ah, like yeah. I feel like riding around, like being like, guys, are you hearing this? I, I, you know what? I love a thunderstorm. I'm one of those weirdos. I will sit outside and I will watch a thunderstorm. That's fine. I like it. I love the smell of the rain and the feeling and the rumbling. It's fun shit. Great. I, it stops at tornadoes for me. I'm not, that scares the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Tornadoes. So the fact that several, we're not, and one potential huge one, and I don't know what, what exactly that means. Like, I don't know. What do you mean? How big is this fucker going to be? And where is it going to land? Those are the, all the unknowns. We don't know this. And that's hard to hear. It's like the unknown stuff. They don't know either. And yeah. they're just putting it out there that the conditions are favorable. So I'm thinking that today it's going to get kind of fucked up. Yeah. Be careful out there. Uh, they're also telling you, do what you have to do to make sure that you have access to the alert system. Now, in the event that uh, another Rogers type outage happens or something like that, that will affect cell phones ability. Mm-hmm. So radio works. Radio works. And this is why we have that emergency alert system in effect, too. We work at a radio station that will do just that. Stop everything down and let you guys know of what's going on. It is one of those days. And we I hope that, you know, to, on tomorrow's podcast, for example, we're like, well, that wasn't a big deal. I actually hope that all of this is for nothing because you don't want to hear of tr- tragedies and damage and, you know, people's livelihood basically threatened because of this. You don't want that. You don't want the, the worst outcome. So I hope that that doesn't happen. But hey, it's better to just be safe about it. It's better to if you're listening to this midday, let's say, and you have the option maybe to go home a little bit early because you're worried about stuff around your property not being secure or about people that you love Yeah, today's the day that I think you should fully be able to get away with. I'm going to leave before uh, the worst of it hits. If you know it's it's imminent, for sure. Put your patio furniture away. Put your windows up. Bring the dog in the house. Uh, All those things. All those things. God, I just want to mention a DM I got on that note because it is going to be also, like with all of that other shit that we just mentioned, it's also going to be another hot day. Yesterday was so hot. So hot. I barely even had my dog outside. It was just to pee and that's it. He's got a big thick coat though. He's not a fan of the heat. Fine. I got a DM from a listener, Atasha. She says, can I please, for the love of God, request a PSA for the idiots out there? And we've done this before. I mean, we've done it. People should know. You guys talked about kids left in hot cars a week ago on the podcast. I went to a doctor's appointment at 10 a.m. Okay, so this is yesterday at 10 a.m. At this point, already 36 degrees with humidity outside. 
She says, I couldn't drive there without the AC blasted. Five minutes after I sat down, a worker in the building came through asking people what car they drove in because there was a hot dog, (laughs) a dog in distress in a Scion in the parking lot. Oh, shit. Uh... She says, I knew what to do because you mentioned it. Call 911. And that would have been my first move. The person had left by the time I got out of my appointment. So I assume that means they weren't able to call 911 and snitch on this person, which you always should, I think, in time. Uh, She says, I've been angry about this all day. The sad thing is, if they left with no repercussions, they will do it again. And it's going to be disgusting outside once again. Yeah. It is. It is a shame. I, uh, people like that need to be caught. People like that shouldn't have. Don't deserve to have those dogs. No, they don't. It's sickening that people would do that. I. It just drives me batshit crazy. My dog, I think, is uh, fairly self-aware. He knows when he shouldn't be outside. He he has a big thick coat too, and and he can basically tell me. We went to the park yesterday to throw the ball around, and I never planned to be there for very long anyway. But I do know that he needs his exercise. He did maybe five sprints chasing the ball. And walked right to the gate. Done. Okay, cool. I'm ready. Yeah. Went home and jumped in the pool. I'm like, fuck, you're living the life I want. Oh, you let your dog in the pool, eh? Yeah. Oh, okay. He likes the pool. Takes a little coaxing to get him in sometimes. But when it's hot, he knows that's how he gets cool. And he just walks right in. It's fantastic. I love it. Okay, uh, enough about the dogs and the storms. Because, oh, it's a totally different kind of storm. The June inflation numbers came out this morning. And they're about what they predicted. 8.1% inflation. However, that doesn't tell the whole story. Food inflation is 8.8. That's how much food is up. And nobody is surprised at that. Anybody who's been to a grocery store recently knows the costs are through the roof for everything. What I'm wondering is, are we still blaming the supply chain? Are we still blaming Mm -hmm. this, that, and every other excuse that you can pull out of the sky? Or are we willing to acknowledge the possibility that maybe we're getting gouged? Maybe we're getting fucked. How is it that one grocery store can sell watermelon for four ninety nine and another one selling it for eleven ninety nine? Yeah, it's a that's a great point, Scott, because there are some places like that. And I'm talking ones that are on par with each other. We all know that there's some like more discounted market type places you can go to save a few bucks. I'm talking I can walk into, you know, uh, Sobeys over here and it's different than a price over there at Loblaws, for example. Right. One example of many. Cause it's true. The prices are not even close to one another. How does that happen? I was just reading, and you guys, I don't know, if you want to look into it for 20 bucks, it could, you could be owed $20, just so you know. But I was just reading about a huge class action lawsuit. And this goes way back to like the early 2000s, up to 2010, basically, when people still kind of bought DVDs and stuff. And basically, the companies admitted to setting prices mm-hmm. with, with the competitors. So they got together as competitors and said, yeah, fuck it. Like we could sell this for $9, but why? When we could sell it for twenty four ninety nine? Yeah, Let's the all gas do stations it. do it. Why can't we? Right? We all do it. And they got caught basically. And now anyone who can ever, who could prove that they've purchased uh, a Blu-ray or a CD or a DVD, and it, you don't have to have a receipt, by the way. I am not sure how it works. Look it up if you're interested. Anyway, you get 20 bucks back. Uh, okay, fine. Like whatever. It's not going to change your life. But when you say stuff like that about the grocery stores right now, I understand inflation. We all know how inflation works. And we know that the price of gas and, and the farmers, that cost goes up. So the cost to the stores and the distributors, it goes up. Everything goes up. But by that much and those margins, especially when you compare stores, it's uh, something's off to me. Yeah. I mean, you've got inflation being led by food and energy. Well, we all know gas 
is extremely expensive. A dollar seventy-seven nine for a third day in a row in Southern Ontario today. Mm-hmm. That's per liter for our American listeners. We do pay more than you do, just so you know. Um, Something's got to give, right? I mean, we're at 8.1% inflation overall. We have interest rates that have gone absolutely apeshit in the last four or five months. And one of the things that you keep hearing from that dipshit Tiff Macklem, who heads up the Bank of Canada, is we need to raise interest rates to get inflation under control. We've raised interest rates. Four times in five months, and inflation hasn't been impacted a bit. It's still going up, despite raising interest rates four times in five months. How can we continue on this path, looking at what it's doing to families, looking at how much it's impacting people, families that are making the choice now to... Uh, severely change their lifestyle. Families that actually have to admit, we can't do this anymore. We're going to have to go to a, a, a food bank. We're going to have to go to a soup kitchen, whatever, that have to make that incredibly difficult decision because the cost of everything around them through no fault of their own, purely through government overspending, has led us to the point where we are. And the Bank of Canada doesn't care. They keep raising those interest rates and making their banking buddies fucking wealthy beyond belief while everyday, regular, middle-class people suffer. Can we not say, hey, we did it four times in five months and inflation's still going up. Maybe raising interest rates isn't the, the solution right now. The medicine can't be worse than the disease. Raising interest rates is wrong right now. And, and it's... Plain and simple by today's inflation numbers, I, I, I'm feeling it. Fuck, I've yeah. I've made changes to my lifestyle, and I know other people are too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had the Netflix numbers; they lost a lot of subscribers, but they're considering it a victory because it wasn't as many mm-hmm. as they expected to lose. That's another yeah. one of those things that people say they're willing to sacrifice. Is they're going to start cutting out their streaming services? You wait; it won't be long before people are jacking up that thermostat a few extra degrees and sweating their. Their, their parts off on hot days like today mm-hmm. just to try and save a few bucks. When you start going to the, the not as good food as opposed to buying the healthier, fresh, or organic food at the grocery store because that's all you can afford, we're in a serious problem here and it seems like nobody gives a shit. Well, except for us. We talk about it all the time. I don't understand why more people aren't standing up on the soapbox demanding that pricks like Tiff Macklem resign. He should resign. He's been a complete and utter failure. And I don't understand how anyone can look at the situation in Canada right now and be happy. But a new Abascus poll came out this morning saying that people are even less happy with the direction the country's going in. The number is down into the 30s. That's how bad it is. People's optimism about the direction that Canada's going in. The prime minister's approval rating is down in the toilet right now. It is fucking awful, Cat. And, and frankly, we're in this mess that was totally avoidable. I, I don't understand. I, I'm just repeating myself now. I, I don't understand why nobody is paying attention to this. I don't understand why this isn't uh, national news 24-7. This is a cost of living crisis in this country. And because of virtue signaling, because of nonsense, because of incompetence, because of mismanagement, we are in the spot we are in. I, I'm, I'm amazed more people aren't calling for heads to roll over this. It's, it's really, really bad. But anyway... Uh, Doug Ford made some news today. Mm-hmm. Dougie's out. Dougie's they, out and about. They they leak these things 
because they want to gauge reaction before they go public with it. And if it turns out it's wildly unpopular, then they won't go ahead with it or maybe they'll tailor their plan a little bit. But sources have told several news outlets that Premier Ford is considering new legislation that would give new powers to the mayors of Toronto and Ottawa. Reportedly, in those new powers would be the ability for the mayors to make some decisions. Mm -hmm. For the uh, mayors to act without the approval of council in some areas, and possibly even to veto council decisions. Well, that just made the, the race for mayor in Toronto and Ottawa a lot more important, didn't it? When they can basically act as a president does in America. They can just do shit. They don't need to go and get approval for it. That'd be different. And I'm wondering how Doug's going to do that. And I'm wondering why we need this. I can't think of a good reason. Um, but wait. I guess this is something they were calling for. Okay, so a couple of, th- I don't. It, it is interesting. Like for me, I, I assume counselors for the most part won't like it, but there might be some that are fine with it. My question is, if you have a reasonable leader of that city, okay, so whatever. I guess we'll use Toronto. We'll use John Tory. If you are a counselor and you believe he's a reasonable person, I don't think you have anything to worry about, really. I don't. If you feel that that person tries to push their own agenda and goes against the counselors anyway, I see why you might question it. But I am wondering a couple of different things, like what powers, when would they use these powers and would they be afraid to? I almost think that when it comes to Doug Ford saying this, or sorry, it being leaked that Doug Ford is behind this and for it, does that take a little more pressure off of his shoulders too? Mm. Doug's, you know, like when you, when you think about what might happen in Ottawa, for example, and then more powers given to that Ottawa mayor, it kind of takes the pressure off of, well, Doug should step in. Right. Because that was the only option. If the council decided to do something, the mayor had no choice if he he or she was against it. So then enter Doug and people might look to him and be like, fix this shit. Look what they decided, because you're the only one with power here that could potentially sway. Now you're putting that pressure on. You're almost putting more pressure on the mayors. But I think that the mayors of these cities, do you think they're for it? I would think so. I I would think the mayors of Toronto and Ottawa are for it. Yeah, because they have more power. And I think that we our system is so different than a lot of other systems around the world where the mayors do tend to have more power. Um, I could see counselors, like I said, hating it. But would you wouldn't you only hate? If you really felt like your views did not reflect that of the leader of your city or of that particular city is the question, right? And then why are you working for that individual, which kind of is the case? Bureaucracy is a bad thing. Bureaucracy slows everything down. And one of the biggest knocks on things like a city council is it takes forever to get things done in a lot of cases. If if Doug's looking at uh, Toronto and Ottawa, for example, and he wants permits approved to get some more high rise condos and and high occupancy buildings approved and get shovels in the ground, we could be waiting years for decisions to get made, for consultations to get done, and yada, yada, yada. Maybe he just wants to speed up the process. The problem is, we don't always know who these mayors are going to be. You've got John Tory in Toronto. John's a very moderate guy. I've met him many, many, many times. He is a a really nice and decent man. I think he is, most of the time, the smartest one in the room. He's taken a lot of criticism, uh, particularly over the last couple of years over COVID. I I think a lot of that is unfair. I, I really like John, and I would probably trust him with those authorities. There's a lot of people, though, who would use the example of the previous mayor, Rob Ford. Would they give Rob Ford the ability to arbitrarily make decisions? I don't know if people would be as comfortable with that, a certain portion of the electorate anyway. Um, I I guess my biggest issue with this is why just Toronto and Ottawa? 
There's a lot of big cities in Ontario. It could be a start. It could be a beginning to what may roll out in more places. If Personally, I think it's the beginning of amalgamation talks. And those are going to be happening in Peel region. Those are going to that would create a whole other mega city, by the way. Those are going to be happening in Durham. They're going to be happening in Waterloo region. They may even happen uh, in southwestern Ontario. Does Doug have the power he can do whatever to he force wants. amalgamation? Hmm. It's not actually that hard to do. Uh, however, he goes about it. I mean, he could hold a I referendum don't... if he wanted to. I mean, okay. it's totally up to the people in yeah. that sense. But yeah, I mean, there's probably a lot of efficiencies that could be realized. Does, uh, give me an, okay, let's use Waterloo Region. That's where our radio show is. Does Kitchener, Cambridge, Waterloo, and all the townships around it all need their own mayor and individual council? Or could we just have one council running the show? It's all basically the same shit anyway. Couldn't we be more effective and have a long-term, broader plan if everything was all under one umbrella? Mm-hmm. It is a strange thing, right? When you Because I've lived in two out of those th- the three of those cities before, in Cambridge and Kitchener, and it's different. <laughs> Every area is, is different in terms of rules and bylaws. It is a strange one to me that that happens, that I can be on this side of the border between Cambridge and Kitchener, for example, and if I have a house there, no, I can't have an open fire or whatever it might be. And then over here, I can't. All those kind of little things. But then you run into a lot of issues. And for those that don't know, those areas you mentioned, and especially Waterloo Region, there's been talk about amalgamation for years and years. You know that. People are afraid of change. Yeah, people, of course. Yes, they're afraid of change. And there's a lot of questions. But I feel like if we can reasonably answer those questions, I've never been opposed to it. Yeah. I know that there's also the question of uh, cities owing money. I, that was was an issue at one point. Well, I'm sorry, but, you know, Cambridge, for example, has managed, and I'm just using this as an example, I have no idea what the current budgets are, or the deficits of each city. I've got no fucking clue. But one would be like, well, we have poised ourselves as this place that's done this. But over here, you're spending, you know, X amount. So how is that fair now that we're just kind of pooling money together, by, basically, it's like being in a relationship with someone and suddenly you're taking on their debt. You know, there's a lot of little things wow. and it's going to be a major issue if there ever begins talks. But there always will be. There's always going to be people firmly opposed to it, uh, particularly maybe counselors. But don't we just add more counselors uh, for the entire region? Right. And do that. I know there's already regional council. Maybe you make the regional council bigger. There's the question of mayors. There's a lot of questions and I get it. There, but once it's done, I feel like it would be a, a good option for a lot of those places that you had mentioned. Not everywhere needs needs to be amalgamated but for those that could and should be i can probably work out uh, the details of it in about an hour with a, a notebook and a red pen so if you guys want to know how to do it feel free to call me uh, it doesn't have to be a bad thing though everyone don't be afraid of that word it, it's happened in the past where some areas got screwed i still feel bad for people that live in like flambro and carlisle that got lumped in with hamilton and had to start paying hamilton property taxes because they all had a lot more land than the people in downtown hamilton that's just one example uh Last thing on this, Ontario's fiscal watchdog, the Financial Accountability Office, came out with some numbers yesterday, and I was actually shocked at what I saw. They say Ontario's deficit is going to be billions less than what the government itself said it would be. The FAO is projecting a deficit of $8.1 billion, which is $5.4 billion less than the province's projections. The FAO says it arrived at its numbers after reviewing government spending and finding the province spent less than planned across all programs in the last fiscal year. And there's some people who are losing their minds, freaking out that the government 
is underspending. They're underfunding. They're underspending. Well, I've always felt that maybe we were spending too much anyway. We were just spending the money in the wrong way. And, and after an entire lifetime of listening to people bitch about government overspending, I found it kind of refreshing to see a government that underspent, mm-hmm. that, that looked at a budget of, say, a million dollars for this. And maybe they spent 700000 That, to me, is wonderful news. This pressure to spend everything in your budget is absolute insanity. Spend it or lose it. If we don't spend the whole budget, we won't get that much budget next year. We shouldn't be looking to spend. We should be looking to save. As long as the, the core services are being delivered and, and cuts would not be too disruptive to people or cause any unnecessary harm and suffering, why wouldn't we try and save money? Mm-hmm. Just because we budgeted more for something, if we came in under budget, that's a goddamn gift. I think that's fantastic. I think it all depends on what you're talking about. I mean, it's one thing if, yeah, we cut the budget on this and that. Great, guys. High five all around. And it's shit that you're like, yeah, why were you spending that much money anyway? But when it comes to things that are really important that I believe we should be spending money on for the long term, yeah, then I have a problem. I mean, I didn't take a look at what that exact budget was and where they were spending and not spending money. But one example that came in this morning was, hey, you know, I've been a frontline healthcare worker. Uh, Some money... (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. No, but some money could be spent to give us, uh, you know, a decent raise or there's other areas. And I mean, I understand that to an extent. I understand why people might be upset because you feel as though the government should be stepping up and giving money. And But it's not that simple, if I'm not mistaken, right? It's not like you can just take the budget from here in construction or something and move it over here to... Uh, whatever it might be to healthcare and take the one from here to there. It doesn't really, I don't think it's that easy at a snap of a finger. It's not one giant account. It's basically a bunch of micro accounts, if you will. Am I right there? Yeah, that's what a budget is. Yeah. I mean, you budget a certain amount for food. You budget a certain amount for for groceries. You budget a certain amount for gas in your home. And if you spend less on groceries, maybe you have more to spend on gas. That's yeah. one way to look so at it. it's not that easy. But uh, the people who say, oh, well, they didn't spend enough on healthcare and that's why uh, there's emergency rooms that are closing. No amount of money right now would have prevented that. And if it did, that's an even bigger problem. You would have gone to work for more money. Um, I, I, I don't accept that. I really don't. The healthcare issue is a massive issue that the federal government needs to come to the table on. The province is doing the hard work. They've spent the money as they proved plainly for the last two years. They're doing the work. They're spending the money. Will more money solve the problem? I don't necessarily think so. Not right now. If we want to come up with a long-term plan and say, you know what? We're going to allocate another billion dollars to attracting doctors and nurses from America to come set up shop in Canada, specifically family doctors. Let's have that conversation. That might be money well spent. Mm -hmm. But just pouring another billion dollars into the healthcare system, a vast budget item, just throwing it at the system and saying, well, this should fix things. We spent more money. No, you need to have targeted spending. You need to have a plan. You can't just throw money at it and assume it works because that is what we've been doing for decades and it hasn't worked. 2022 and we've got emergency rooms that are closing off hours because they don't have enough staff. We can't just pull out more money now and solve the problem. That's not what's going to be needed here. So listen, we, uh, we have a government that underspent. To me, that's a good thing. Is it... Uh, uh, good for everybody? No. There's some people who are right pissed off at it, and most of those people want to raise. And that's fine. Hey, I want to raise too. In fact, Cat wants to raise. Yeah, let's all, let's we all, all want to raise. Hey, inflation, Absolutely inflation we do. went up 8.1%. 
we should all be getting an 8.1% raise then, right? Isn't that how it works? Well, if raises are tied to inflation, then yeah, that's absolutely right? how it should work. Yeah. I, I, I don't understand why this would be a bad thing, but for whatever reason it is. Last but certainly not least, uh, and then we'll get to a couple of other fun things. Prime Minister Trudeau gave a news conference yesterday, and I, I was glad to hear him talk about this. I was glad that the question got asked. Trudeau said it is hard for anyone to have faith in Hockey Canada's leadership after it was learned that Hockey Canada has a contingency fund that in part was used to defend against allegations of sexual abuse. Back, uh, it was about a month ago, the CEO of Hockey Canada, Scott Smith, was in parliamentary hearings and he testified that no government money was used in the settlement of that one case that we've heard so much about involving the junior team. Okay, fine. Then where did the money come from? Oh, you guys have a contingency fund. You know, when you register your kid for hockey and most other sports, generally at least a portion of your registration fee gets kicked up to the governing bodies. And and maybe it's uh, the association overall. And then maybe from there it goes up to the Ontario Hockey Association. And then it might go up to the National Hockey Association. Some of that money was used as hush money. To yeah. pay off people so that they didn't is sue. Just deplorable, terrible. How? What? Are you? Yeah. Seeing, what? You shouldn't have a, that fund. Shouldn't exist. That's not a thing. That's a not fund a thing. to pay off the people who came forward with sexual assault allegations. And then it brings up the question of if that was a thing, what other? I don't know. You could say just leagues, but you could say companies. You could say whatever. Where are? Where is that a thing anywhere else? Do you think that that exists elsewhere? And right now they're doing their damn best to hide that as being a fund, basically. Companies can spend their money as they see fit. And I, uh, if a company uh, has a fund set aside to deal with um, litigation threats, okay, so be it. They're a private company. They can go ahead and do that. In this case, this is something that all of the members likely paid into. This is an association that did get government funding. And while they didn't use the government money to do that, the government money still helped them operate so that they could use some of that money that they collected for their little contingency fund. And that's wrong. Hmm. I don't know why every member of Hockey Canada wouldn't have been aware that they have a contingency fund just for that. And by the way, are there any other sports that have a contingency fund? Canada has a lot of national governing sports bodies almost every sport that you can sign your kid up for has a governing body some of them get government funding do they have contingency Mm -hmm. funds to pay off the sexual assault and it could be anything we're talking hockey here what about soccer what about the the figure skating association what about uh, uh lacrosse what about football what about baseball do they have contingency funds for sexual assault allegations And if they do, have they gone to the membership and said, hey, here's our budget for this year. You'll notice we've got uh, about $4 million on reserve here. That's just to pay off anybody who comes forward and says that they were abused by a coach or by players or whatever. And uh, we'll just pay them out of that fund. I would think the membership has a right to know about something like that. And how much do you know that that's a thing, right? I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. You have a right to know this. It's just sad that it came to that it's at that state or was at that state slash still is, I suppose, in some cases. Sad. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Today is the anniversary. And hear me out before you roll your eyes, everyone. Today is the anniversary of when we landed on the moon. Did we? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I want to believe, but it does. I've seen some very yeah. compelling shit in documentaries over the years that makes it seem like, no, we never yeah. went to the moon. You know what? I do believe, like, I mean, I don't, I'm not a disbeliever, I suppose. I don't think that it's a, consp- I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't born then when it happened. I didn't watch it on TV. I've heard this shit a million times and I've studied it in school as a kid and things like that. The moon landing. I, I'm not one to sit here and be like, it's not true. Cause I don't know what credits I have to, to say that. But what I will say is we haven't been back. Is it cause it, it's cause it's boring. Like, it looks kind of boring. It's a fucking dive. I don't know why anyone wants to go there. It's dirty, and there's no atmosphere, and it's cold. It looks boring, right? Half of the the whole fucking thing is dark all the time. I don't understand why we're so interested in the moon. I think that the moon looks so much prettier from here. So why can't we just stand here on Earth and look at it? Like, I think it's sometimes just beautiful. It's a beautiful sight, especially when it gets large, the full moon, a super moon that we just had recently. Beautiful. Let's just watch it. Why do we need to be on it? Uh, the view from there looks incredible, that said, of Earth. But we got like space balloons that can take us up and, and see a similar, not the exact same, but a similar view. All right. I don't know. It's just kind of there, right? We've got this moon and it does a it it certainly plays a vital role in our daily lives here. I just think that if we're going to do anything like go to the moon again, we should be going there for a reason and it should be strategic, i.e. we're going to use the moon in that it takes a lot of fuel and energy to get a shuttle off the ground and into orbit. It would use almost the whole tank to get to the moon. Okay, fine. Why don't we set up a refueling station, almost like an ESO or a Petro-Canada on the moon, so that when we're going to places like Mars and things like that, you can stop off at the moon, you can, like an en route, you can stretch your legs, you can get some gas, grab a coffee and stuff, and then boom, carry on with the rest of your journey. It should almost be like an en route. That's how we should market the moon. We only go there for a quick stopover, you have a pee, you you grab some Tims and, and fill up your tank, and then you carry on. That's really what we should be doing with the moon, if you ask me. But they didn't. They asked a thousand people about their perceptions of the moon and Mars and NASA. 70% have a favorable view of NASA. Mm. Okay, that's good. But when they ask questions like, since we landed on the moon, has the space program accomplished as much or more than you expected? Less than half said yes. Less than half. I think part of the problem there is people see companies like SpaceX and Virgin Galactic going into space, and they do it very freely and easy. Mm -hmm. NASA seems to be a little cumbersome. It seems to take a long time to get shit done. Elon Musk has got a spaceship going into orbit like all the time. He's putting up satellites, these mini satellites everywhere in space so that remote parts of the world can have Internet access. Mm -hmm. 
He is a real innovator when it comes to this. And it seems like NASA has either been playing catch up with Elon or they're basically using Elon for a ride into space or to the space station. It's such an interesting time to be alive, isn't it? When it comes to if you're a space junkie and I do have friends that are just space junkies that eat all this shit up and it's great. You've never had it's because you've never had competitors. NASA has been NASA and, and was in charge of space, basically. Right. Uh, sure. There's other countries, by the way, who have their own versions of NASA. I think people know this. But NASA has always been like the leader. And now all of a sudden you do have people like Elon Musk starting SpaceX. I suppose you'd say Richard Branson with uh, with Virgin Galactic. Sure. But Elon, I feel like, has like this bigger vision. And then you have NASA going, well, shit. But they're not acting as competitors, which I do like. I like that they're not like it's not like NASA is going to start offering flights to space. They never did that. And that's never been their M.O. They're more like, let's take a look at the universe. Let's uh, keep our eye on the universe for people and the telescopes and all that shit. That's great and important, by the way. I think that some of the stuff they do in some of their missions are really, really cool. And they've been very important to us launching those satellites. And then you have someone like Elon who wants to kind of put it more in the people's hands and be like, yeah, let's let people be involved. But they've been able to collaborate in a lot of different ways. NASA's used um, pieces of equipment uh, and everything else from Elon. And I believe Elon takes some of the technology from NASA as well. They co- At least they make it seem to us as the viewing public that they seem like they're not competitors as much, but they kind of are in a, in a strange way. And NASA does seem to move like a snail. But again, I think it's because they're on two different levels. NASA's more interested in, okay, let's observe what's happening on these other planets and keep our eye out in case shit gets bad. And Elon's more like, let's have some fucking fun here. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's like the cool uncle and the serious uncle over here. You know what I mean? Like two different worlds and you love them both and they're great, but they're two completely different people. But they're, they seem to be getting along quite well. About a third of people believe that in the next 50 years, people will be living on the moon or Mars. Where would you want to? I don't know either. It's it's right. shitty. I don't understand. I, Isn't it not livable? Like, that's confusing to me because the moon, like you said, it's apparently really fucking cold up there. You saw the Martian. You know how Matt Damon did it. It's, you can walk it, around without a spacesuit on. You just have to be in one of those neat little domes. It looks terrible. Oh, it like, looks That awful. looks like the worst way to live. Even on days where I hate this planet so effing much, I would never want to be there. And Mars, don't you just like burn up if you go near there? Is it that hot? Or well, it's is not it like not you can so take off your shirt and go for a stroll. But if you're in the climate controlled areas that they would be building or taking up there already built, then yeah, you could live a fairly normal life just like you live here. It, you're not going outside to to water the garden or anything like that. Yeah, There's that little rover fucker running around, but that's about it. I mean, there's nothing there that we know of. It's not even like you can, hey, I'm, I'm going to leave my space house on Mars here and go to my space cottage at the lake. They don't even have those. <laughs> Off to Costco, I go. Yeah, it doesn't quite work like that. Like, ooh, we're running low on toilet paper. No problem. The next shuttle will be here in three years. <laughs> no problem at all. Be here in a jiffy. Yeah, I don't know. It's not for me, but I can't believe people are saying 50. Like, I, I don't think people realize, like, that's sooner than you'd think for you to be able to establish a presence there. Yeah, if you've got kids in their lifetime, someone will be... Yeah, living on Mars nah, or the moon. I'm going to say not nah to that. I don't think that's going to be the case at all. A Domino's customer has shared a wild order that he placed that had more than 20 toppings on one pizza and cost more than $275. Whoa. You got to be a real creative individual to create a Domino's pizza worth $275. It was a 17-year-old named Ryan who lives in Alberta. <laughs> Was Ryan high? (laughs) Probably. I'm going to guess Ryan was stoned when he did it. I love the Domino's app. 
little off topic here before I get into what was on this pizza. But the Domino's app and all the pizza company apps are great. You can get really customizable with that thing. Uh, Me, I've got a good thing going. Two medium pizzas, four different ways. Half of a pizza goes, say, Hawaiian. The other half is, I don't know, uh, pepperoni and mushroom. Then I'll do another pizza where half of it is maybe ranch instead of marinara. And we put some veggies on that. And then the other half is, I don't know, like a... Uh, a meat lovers, something like that. Okay. You can get real creative. Yeah. What this kid did was borderline offensive. He ordered a single 16 inch pizza with six different sauces and a long <laughs> list of toppings. What? Okay. I'm going to tell you what he put on the pizza and hear us out on this guys before you think, Oh, that's fucking stupid. Hear us out. Cause there might be a silver lining to this cloud. Here's what he ordered. Extra pizza sauce, triple barbecue sauce, triple marinara sauce, extra garlic parmesan sauce, triple donaire sauce, extra Alfredo pasta sauce, and triple sandwich ranch dressing. That's just the liquid that goes on the pizza. Then he added the toppings, pepperoni, beef crumble, chicken, sausage, ham, Salami, jalapeno, just to name a few. The average 16-inch pizza at Domino's, they say, costs $12. This one, $275.09. Did he do that on purpose? Like, are we sure that this was purposely done? Or was it like a, whoops, my finger slipped, and I hit this times three and that times three? He did it intentionally, but he never actually placed the order because he... He's a 17-year-old who doesn't have $275. Yeah, what was he thinking? Well, as soon as he gets the money, he wants to order it because he feels this is going to be a great creation. (laughs) Now, can I tell you that that's fucking gross? Yeah, it sounds gross. It sounds awful. Again, I think he was high. Can he admit to it? But what would it be like to bite into that pizza? That would be next level. Do you know how many flavors would be Bursting in your mouth all at once? How would the toppings even stay on? They would slide right off. That's too much sauce. That's like a soup. That's (laughs) a pizza soup. Yeah, no shit. Well, anyway, uh, it's there. He's just got to press send and the order will go to his local Domino's. Why didn't he just start a GoFundMe? Like that's it's easy to get to 200 and change on GoFundMe if it's even for a stupid reason like that. People will be like, yeah, I'll chip in a dollar, two dollars. Next thing you know, this guy's going to have enough. You know what? Power to you. I hope someone creates a GoFundMe so you can try the pizza and tell us how terrible it is. Hey, um, what is it with young people and KFC? Because KFC, this is their spokesperson, announced yesterday, or the other day, sorry, that they're coming out with a different chicken product that's specifically targeted to younger customers like Gen Z and millennials. They say their research indicates young people are much more interested in boneless chicken options so instead of the typical kfc wings or the kfc drumsticks and and so on and so forth they're testing out these new nuggets white meat and kfc's signature 11 herbs and spices comes in servings of 8 12 or 36 they say this is an alternative to the traditional chicken that they serve specifically for young people do they not have nuggets already on the menu they have popcorn chicken. Oh, okay. They might have nuggets, but these are different nuggets aimed specifically at young people and their bone issues. Sure. Yeah. What, I what's the bone issue oh, for By young the way, people? I don't, this isn't really a new thing. 
Uh, a lot of people don't like eating meat off the bone. And for a couple of different reasons, it's possible you had a bad experience. Like, for example, I don't eat steak off the bone. I will not eat steak off the bone because I've had a bad experience with it. I wouldn't even mention it because it was going to make me throw up just thinking about it. Other people. So it may be a you're grossed out. Now I'm curious to know what happened. I can tell you, but <laughs> God, you're going to probably puke, too. The other thought is maybe it's out of sight, out of mind, right? If you're eating meat off the bone, it really lets you visualize that animal. Like, hey, I'm having a chicken wing. This is literally a, a chicken wing. Like, I'm eating a part of a chicken because I see that bone and I'm not eating it, right? I'm eating around an animal's bone. Some people don't like that. They get really icked out by it. So out of sight, out of mind could be another way. Other people, yeah, I mean, maybe they're just trying to venture into a different territory of like, I'd like to not eat meat, so I don't want to make it seem like I'm eating meat. And some people like dunking shit in sauce. And you can't really dunk shit in sauce when it has bones. You can't. You could tell me you could do it. I hear you, but it's not the same as dunking a nug. So there's a few different reasons why. I don't think this is a new thing. I don't know why they're claiming they're gearing it to younger people. I'm assuming with a company as big as KFC, they're probably basing that off of surveys that they've done. Maybe over the course of years, I'm going to assume there's there's some definitely some studies internally that they've done. Just survey questions. You know, you get that from time to time from people. And that's what they found was that that younger demo was not interested in meat on the bone, so they kind of avoided that place. So if they now promote that off the bone, off the bone, boneless, I don't know where you go with, but then they would be more likely to come in and try it. But it comes off of a bone. I mean, I, I think people I, have maybe lost touch with the fact eh. that if you're eating meat, it came from an animal. The, the other reason, actually, that I should add, though, Scott, is that some people find it more work. Oh, they're lazy. Lazy. They're lazy. Okay, well, they, that makes sense in my head. They don't want to eat around the bone. So there's again, there's going to be a few different reasons why. You're going to have someone who doesn't like the thought of eating animals, so that bugs them that they see the bone, they think about it. People who are flat out lazy want to dunk it. They, again, there's there's like a ginormous amount of reasons why someone would prefer to do that over bones. Hmm. And less waste in their mind. In their mind, right? Okay, I mean, suspend your your disbelief there and, and get ready to try the new KFC nuggets aimed at young people who are either lazy or just don't want to acknowledge the fact that they're eating a, came eating from an animal. An animal. Yeah. Eating an animal, yeah. That's a strange one to me, Kat. It really is. Uh, what else can we tell you today? It is um, the funeral for Ivana Trump. It's happening in Manhattan. Donald Trump returns to New York today. Yeah. And, and all your favorites like Eric and Don Jr. and Ivanka are going to be there. Trump has announced that he too will be there. Melania's going. Yeah, is this a public? Um, is this a public event? I did read on it. I did read up on it, but I forget now. Is this private or public? It's private. It is private. Yeah, you know, I hope people leave them alone. I hope so too. I hope that they, they, there's st this is still a family. You know, as as outrageous as this family is, trust me, I get it. As outrageous as they are, especially some of those siblings, unbelievable. But and Trump himself, that's still someone's mom, right? That's still their mom. They're mourning the loss of, and she went in the war like she fell down a flight of stairs. Mm. That's what they figure, and that's how she she died. Um, anyway, the whole thing is tragic. It's tragic when someone lose their, loses their mother or their partner, even if you didn't like her. I do think she has an interesting story, you know, coming here as a model. Next thing you know, she's like running his casinos and shit. She was apparently like the person behind the scenes at the hotel and at the casinos. Um, so a, a smart, she was apparently a very smart lady. I don't know. But uh, anyway, I hope people leave them alone. I really do. Just leave them be. Let them grieve. That's the place where she um, spent most of her life. And that's the place where her funeral will be and leave it be. A nurse has posted an interesting TikTok, and I'm going to transcribe a bit of it here. 
it's uh, the reasons that she's seen that fathers miss the birth of their child. Oh, I, oh, I couldn't imagine sucks. not being there. Uh, when my daughter was born, I was actually at the casino in Niagara Falls. <laughs> right on. But I made it back and I was there and lots of time, lots of waiting to do. And that's the thing, right? In a lot of cases, when a woman is in labor, it can be a long process. Sometimes it can. Sometimes, yep. Sometimes there's not a lot for the guy to do. And I don't know if guys feel like they have to be doing something or they just can't sit still or what it is. But guys will often get up and leave. And make excuses to be in and out of the room. So this nurse tells five stories. And she wants to preface this by saying the father being out of town or the father passing out. Those are the two most common reasons that a dad might miss the birth of his child. And she took those off the list. She wanted more obscure. Sure. Because by the way, they do have wheelchairs. They keep on the maternity ward floors a lot of time. Just for usually for dad. Every now and again, it might be for a partner um, or, a, or a grandparent or something. But they actually usually keep wheelchairs there for that reason. See, I mean, I guess I don't know. You don't know until you're actually in the scenario. It just seems a little strange to me. Like... What did you think was going to happen? Why didn't you watch a video first to understand what happens? What, what are you passing uh, out for? That's when we need you to look alive and, yeah. and, and do your job. Yeah, I mean, I get I get. It's not something you see every day. <laughs> yes, but I mean, it shouldn't be a complete surprise. Like, that's where it comes what? from. First one. One dad went to go get fast food because he couldn't handle the hospital food. Well... I don't think anybody thinks hospital food is great, but I mean, the baby's coming and that's when you decided mm. I'm hungry. Yeah. I, want, I want Burger King. You didn't time that out right. Yeah. Yeah. This dad tried to squeeze in a nap at home and he had his phone on silent. Oh, that was stupid. Why well, did you stay at the hospital? Why did, why did you go home? I mean, clearly the baby coming was imminent. Why did you leave? And why did you have your phone on silent knowing full well they're going to try and get a hold of you to say, come back to the hospital? I heard they told me I don't get a lot of sleep after the baby comes, so I got to get cramps them in now. But how fucking, where are your priorities? Your kid is being yeah. born and you're I thinking, really hungry though, or I'm really tired though. Yeah. Think me, of somebody me, other me, than me, yourself. Me, 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 <laughs> Yeah, exactly. This one's crazy. Dad left when mom was in labor because he had to attend his fantasy football draft. Oh, no. Well, RIP to that relationship. I would hope. Yeah, that's not right. That's not right. Now, don't get me wrong. I, too, love fantasy football. And I understand that you got to be at the draft if you want that stud quarterback or if you want an amazing running back or a solid defensive core. I get it. But your kid was being born. Yeah. You don't leave to go to your fantasy draft, you asshole. Screw the draft. Have somebody pick by proxy. Anything. You don't need to leave to get to your fantasy draft while your kid is being born. I hope you're a better dad than you are a partner because you're a shitty partner. I would hope that the other guys at that draft said, hey, what's going on? And he said, oh, I just left the hospital. Wife's in labor. What Kicked his doing? ass and said, get your ass back to the <laughs> what hospital. What are you doing? Number four, this dad left. He said he had to go home to feed the cat. What? They have an outdoor cat. Not as time sensitive to get the cat fed. I, it sounds like this is just a guy who didn't want to be there, right? I mean, what, what else could it be? Who uses that as an excuse when their girl's in labor giving birth to your kid? Yeah. Oh, the fucking cat, though. I got to go feed him. I mean, oh, it's bad timing. Got to do it. 
And number five, this guy left to talk to his ex in the parking lot. Whoa! What kind of drama? It, what kind of Real Housewives shit is that? The nurse says she doesn't know what it was all about, but he didn't answer his phone when she tried to call him and say, now's the time. What went on there, do you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, you God, you could spend a lot of time trying to figure that one out. So went out to talk to the ex. Mm-hmm. Was the Maybe the ex was under some form of, um, I don't know, like thought that maybe they were together and then found out, wait a minute, you've got a girl and she's in labor with your baby and he had to go straighten shit out because she's kind of a, more of a chick on the side instead of an ex. Oh. They were still getting together. Could be that. Like, no, I'm having a baby now, so it's real serious. We have to cut this off. Maybe the ex lives near the hospital and it was convenient for her to swing by and pick up her child support from the kid they had together (laughs) or something like that. That's another option. Maybe. Ooh, hear this out. The ex is actually the person in labor's best friend. Ah. And wanted to go to the hospital to visit said friend. And he comes out because they dated in the past. It says, no, 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 not today. It's weird. Could be any number of reasons. You could almost make a mini movie out of that, yeah, right? You yeah, know, I feel yeah. like there's a premise here, and I like it. I, I like, like it a lot. Yeah. Okay, guys, we're gonna bounce. Have yourselves a fantastic hump day. Be careful out there. It's uh, it's gonna be nasty. We know the storms will happen today. It's not a guess. It's gonna happen. Uh, it's just a matter of how severe they are. So be careful. Take care of yourself and one another, and we will see you right back here tomorrow. Bye. Gas prices in the U.S. hit a two-month low. Coming in just under $4.50. That story again, gas prices are still high. It is hot. Not just here in the U.S., but there are record high temperatures all across the world. Seriously, it's so hot, people on TikTok were slapping each other with tortillas just for the breeze. Steven Spielberg recently directed his first music video using his smartphone, which is surprising because most people his age record concerts on their iPads. I read that over the next few months, Toys R Us will open inside every Macy's store across the country. Yeah. Yeah, they've they've combined a department store with a toy store, or as I like to call it, a Target. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy it.